0: Well, good morning. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Rick Reams, and I am not the pastor here. Uh, John Gallagher is the pastor, and he's out of town today, and he asked me if I would uh, fill in and preach for him this morning, and uh, I am excited uh, to be doing that uh, this morning. So my wife Stephanie and I uh, became members here in 2021, and uh, we love this place, and I was talking to a couple of my friends in the back this morning, and we were talking about how Uh, And we've talked about this, how so many people have said, you know, all all are welcome at a church, but they don't really mean it. But I think embrace is a church where all truly are welcome. I love that. Thank you. So today we're going to continue in Matthew 25. John preached there last week. There's three parables in this uh, scripture. Uh, He talked on the ten virgins last week, and I'm going to be preaching on the second parable this morning. And John's going to preach on the third parable next week. I've entitled this sermon, Happy Thanksgiving, with an exclamation point and a question mark. And you're going to understand why here in just a little bit. And the reason is because we're following the Revised Common Lectionary. And whoever scheduled the Revised Common Lectionary scripture apparently did not know that this was the Sunday before Thanksgiving because this really doesn't have a whole lot to do with Thanksgiving yet. But I want to tell you, you know when I sent the scripture reference out to Lisa who led worship this morning, and here was her replies back back to me, geez, I got to tell you, this scripture isn't an easy one. That's how you know we may have a tough scripture To look at. So last week I was in a church where for the first three minutes the pastor told us to close our eyes and we closed our eyes and for three minutes he read scriptures on hell and damnation and judgment and my stomach flipped because I did not know where this message was gonna go. Some of you all are shaking your heads because you've been in a church service like that before well, thankfully, I will tell you that the, the, the message was a little more positive in the beginning, but it still made my stomach flip. And I want to tell you, when I read the scripture this morning, some of your stomachs may well flip, because some of the stuff in here is not always easy. Some of you all may be worried about what I'm going to say, but what I will tell you is that through my reading of this scripture... God has shown me that this is actually a thanksgiving message. So the revised common lectionary people actually knew what they were doing when they put this in. After all that, you're wondering, what in the world is he going to read? And here we go. The parable of the bags of gold. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another he gave two bags, and to another, one bag each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more bags. So also the man who had received two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled his accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said... Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I know that you are a hard man harvesting where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you know that I had harvested where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with bankers, so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags, for whoever does not have, even what they will have, will be taken from them, and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Aren't you glad you came to church this morning to hear this uplifting scripture? But seriously, I want to point out a couple things that I see about all three of these servants, all three of the characters in this story. You see, they were all given an opportunity. They were all given something. Now, the one thing we don't know is it says they were all given something according to their ability. We don't know what that was based on. But to one he gave five, to the other he gave two, and to the other he gave one. And you see, the thing that I want us to see is with that opportunity, they all were allowed to do something with it. They could do whatever they want. The master didn't tell them, you need to do this, this, and this. No, he gave them the gold, and he went on his way. But the question was, what would they each do with that opportunity? The second thing I want us to see is they were all given the same amount of time. The master left. They had no idea how long the master was going to be gone. Did you hear? The first one said immediately he went and started working with his gold. The second one, the same. The third one immediately acted, but he reacted in a different way way. You see, what I want us to see is none of the three could have said, well, I didn't have as much time as they had. We live in a society that likes to blame other people for some of the things that we do. But in this case, they all had the same time. The third thing is they all knew their master. He was familiar to them. Now, I find it interesting that the first two servants said nothing of their master's character. But the third servant talked about what he thought of his master. I'm going to give the third servant credit in the fact that he was honest with who he knew his master to be. But then the last thing we need to look at is that they were all judged in the same manner. Notice the second servant who had two bags of gold got the same response and reward as the first one that had five bags of gold. The same praise was heaped upon them. All three of them were judged on their actions, not on the success of the other two. But you see, this is where the story turns to us this morning. Because see, we too are like those servants. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he told us he would come back. And I know that the disciples at the time probably figured he would come back in their lifetime. And he's still not back. 2,000 years later. So, this scripture tells us that we are all given opportunities. Opportunities. We are all given opportunities. Now, the one thing that we don't know is what the abilities were there. And we don't know why Jesus gives some people opportunities and some people he gives different opportunities. But I think Jesus loves us enough that he wants to give us opportunities that we are equipped for. He does not want to give us opportunities that are going to lead us to failure. And in 1 Corinthians twelve four and 11, it talks about this. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for common good. To one, there is given through a spirit of message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Excuse me. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit to another miraculous power, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So the spirit will give us opportunities And the last words, and Julie said this, preach as he determines. We will be given opportunities. You see, we're all going to live for a different amount of time. We don't know what our time is. But throughout our lives, we will be given opportunities. And it says, until Jesus returns. You see, what I want us to see is that we also know our master. Those of us that know Jesus as our Savior and our Lord, we know his character and his love for us. Think about it, friends. For those of you that have children, are you going to make your children do something that you know that they're not equipped to do? Are you going to force your children to do something that you know they're going to fail at? No. So don't you know that our loving father gives us the opportunities that he wants us to do for him because he loves us. Now there may be some sitting in this room right now that don't know this Jesus that I'm speaking of. And let me tell you, that's okay. You're in the right spot because we would love to talk to you about this Jesus that loves you more than anything you've ever done in your life. And he will give you the opportunities if you're only open to him. Now, all that has been kind of fun and easy up to this point. And now we get to the last part of this scripture. And I want to tell you, I'm 60 years old, and with my, with my granddaughter, I'm 60 and a half years old. And honestly, until the last two or three years, I would have just ended my message there. There. You see, I didn't want to offend anyone, and I didn't want to step on anyone's toes, and I actually didn't want to have to kind of deal with my own self with difficult scriptures. You see, we're talking about the judgment part, and this is all of a sudden where some of your stomachs are starting to flip because you don't know what I'm going to say. But you see, I want to tell you something. The opportunities that Jesus gives us, there are consequences to our inaction. By choosing not to act, we choose to face the consequences. Did you hear what the last servant said? I knew who you were, so I buried my gold in the ground because I didn't want to take a chance. You see, I want to share a little secret with you all. In my life, I've failed more than I've succeeded. I learn from my failures more than I'll ever learn from my successes. And what I want you to hear this morning is that hopefully we can all learn from my mistakes. And you can learn from your mistakes. You see, the one thing I love about Jesus is when I don't act on my opportunities, he doesn't cast me out. He doesn't throw me away. The Jesus I know and I serve gives me other opportunities. And that's what I love about that. But here's what I want you to hear. When I fail to act on the opportunities given to me, others may face the consequences. This, again, is where your stomachs may flip. But let me tell you a story. Many years ago, I was going to a grocery store out on Richmond Road. If you all remember the Walmart that used to be on Richmond Road, there was a grocery store out there. And it was kind of a day like this. It was a fall day, but it was really cold and windy and sunny. And I drove up. You know how when you park and sometimes you get out of the car and something just catches your eye? And I looked over. There was a young woman standing over there with shorts, a short-sleeved shirt on, no shoes, and no socks. And this young lady was literally shivering. So I got out of my car and I froze. I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew the opportunity I had been given. So I walked into the store. It was warm in the store. I started shopping. About halfway through the store, I felt the tug on my heart again. And I said, Jesus, if she's there, when I get back outside, I'm going to help that lady. And friends, I want to be honest with you, I started praying that she wouldn't be there. And when I say praying, I was praying. Like, Lord, don't let her be there. Let someone else have taken care of this woman. So I got my stuff, and I walked out of my cart. Thanks be to God, I didn't see her. She wasn't there. So I walked to my car and I thought, OK, someone else has done the job. It wasn't my time. So I closed the, the hood to my trunk and I walked over to put my cart back. And She caught my eye. Three cars down, standing, still shivering. So I froze again. What would I do? I put my car back. Friends, I walked back to my car. I got in my car, turned the car on, turned the heat on, and I drove away. I drove away. I got halfway home. And these words that John's going to preach on next week, and Dan, you and I talked about this, came to my mind. When did I see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you, Jesus will reply, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Friends, I pulled over, and I broke down. I broke down and cried on the side of the road. I do what I always do when I mess up. I called my wife, and I said, Stephanie, you're never going to believe what I just did. And she listened to me, and she loved me, but I messed up. You see, friends, my inaction had consequences for this child of Jesus that he put in front of me. He wasn't asking anyone else to do anything for her. Now, you know, it says in, in Scripture that there are angels amongst us. And even if she wasn't sent as an angel, she was an angel standing there in front of me. Friends, I begged for forgiveness. And I made a promise to, to Jesus at that moment that I would never, ever knowingly fail him again. Well, I'm 60 years old, and I know well enough that I have failed again. But Jesus keeps giving me opportunities. And you know, the one thing that I know is I will see my sister again in heaven. And I will be able to talk to her. And the thing I love about that is she probably had no idea that I was even there. But I know that I was there. See, friends, hear me out. This is the thanksgiving part of this message. We are all given opportunities. We are all given opportunities Tanya talked about this. We had common good. They needed one more person to support a child, and that person stepped forward. What better time of the year to have opportunities than this time of the year? There are always things needed for Thanksgiving feasts, for Christmases coming up. But, friends, don't fall into that trap that November and December is my time for opportunities. Jesus will give you opportunities throughout your lifetime. The prayer is, open my eyes to see them. You see, let me ask you a question. Are you willing to act on the opportunities that Jesus puts in front of you today? Are you willing to act on them? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. The easy answer is, yes, of course I am. The hard part is acting on them. Now, you can't do everything for everyone, and I understand that. But what we need to remember is that we can do something for the one that Jesus puts in front of us. It may not be a person. It may be a thing that needs to be done. It may not be something huge It may be that trash needs to be picked up. But you see, Jesus gives you opportunities. I love to tell the story about my youngest son, Jennings, when he was about four years old. We gave him the opportunity to pray at dinner. And after about a seven-minute prayer, I understood how Jennings sees the world through opportunities. Because he said, Jesus... Thank you for the blue skies. Thank you for the sun. And then I did what you're not supposed to do. I peeked and opened my eyes and looked. And he started looking at the table and he picked up every item on the table and he thanked Jesus for them. You see, he had the opportunity to look at the world in a way that I didn't. Have you ever thanked God for a fork? We thanked God for a fork that night. But you know what? He saw opportunities that I didn't see. He saw things to thank God for, to praise God for, that I never even thought of. You see, God gives us opportunities through our hardships to help others through. That's what I've noticed. That's what I've seen. When a friend can come beside me and say, Rick, I've been exactly where you are. Let's walk through this together. Or friends that come to me and say, I have no idea what you're going through, but I'm here. That's the opportunity. So, friends, today is the day to learn from my mistake. Inaction has consequences. Use the opportunity that Christ puts in front of you. And may we truly celebrate those opportunities in the seconds, and the days, and the months, and the years to come. Until we have the opportunity to stand in front of our Savior and hear the words, Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.